0: Welcome into the show for today, everybody. Thank you so much for being here with us on this Thursday edition of Fantasy MLB Today, which is of course brought to you by Sports Ethos. My name is Joe Orico, and I am your host. For those of you who have not found me on Twitter, the handle is Joe Orico99, so at J-O-E-O-R-R-I-C-O 99. That's where you get my threads. You get links to the show as soon as they go out, other little thoughts throughout the day, <clears throat> little things uh all oh, baseball related pretty much. You might get the odd little football or basketball thing, or maybe even the odd hockey thing. But pretty much we're talking about fantasy baseball here. So, uh one other bit of information I will tell you guys off the top here is starting this Sunday, I am going to be putting out a weekly column for sportsethos.com. Very exciting. Uh, I am a journalism major, so being able to use my writing skills is definitely going to be nice. Uh, I am that, that is more my bread and butter, the written content. Uh, the podcasting, kind of I had to adapt to that when this started, when I was offered the opportunity. It's not really my first comfort, to be honest with you guys talking. I feel like I've gotten definitely better with it over time, but my real comfort is when I have time to write and sit with ideas and properly formulate my thoughts as opposed to kind of just talking here uh unscripted a lot of it for a lot of the time so i'm better when i have a chance to revise and go over my writing so i hope you guys all check out the column on sunday it'll just be a look back at the fantasy week Uh, i'll look forward to next week looking at two star pitchers uh maybe there's certain teams who play five games certain teams who play seven games or maybe there's a double header and a team plays eight or nine games like we have uh, the athletics this week playing nine games so I hope you guys go ahead and take a look at my first column there It should be coming out once a week on Sundays and it'll just be a nice little supplemental piece to the already um, to our already going Twitter and uh, podcast So hope you guys find it there. I will of course share it out and I hope you guys share it out as well because we're gonna try and uh, keep the growth going here at sports ethos fantasy baseball We're still in the early stages we're still in ground floor territory. But we're definitely moving along. Uh, The snowball is definitely accumulating some snow as we go down the hill here. So absolutely, I hope you guys are reading the article that comes out. And I hope you guys are following on Twitter and doing all the other good stuff. Um, Also, leaving a five-star review on the pod would be great. But let's get into the bulk of the show today. We're going to look back a little bit on yesterday. Look forward to today. Uh, Talk about the waiver wire. Pretty much a typical show. We changed it a little bit up this week. I don't break down every single game from the previous day. It does take quite a bit of time, and it's not really, I think, the greatest use of my time. I'd rather explore certain things uh, to, in a bit more detail. And the first thing I'm going to explore in a bit more detail here is Tyler McGill. Very, very sad. Very, very sad stuff. Um, he's someone who I used in a lot of DFS last night. I love the matchup, I love the price. And everybody got burned by him. Uh, I don't think anybody was thinking this was going to happen. Certainly not this bad. Uh, maybe he was due for a bit of a stinker, sure. But this against the Nationals was really bad. And you might have some people spite-dropping him in your leagues. I doubt it's going to happen a lot. But <clears throat> there will be some people who wake up this morning, maybe they didn't check the game, or maybe they maybe they did, who knows. And Or maybe they did it right on the stroke of midnight, and they... Hit the drop button on Tyler McGill. Absolutely go ahead and add McGill if he's been dropped. It's a terrible start, no doubt. He just couldn't locate his pitches very well. He was leaving a lot of stuff hanging right over the middle of the plate. And it was not great, granted. Uh, you're afforded a couple of bad starts throughout the year, especially when you started off as well as he had before this. The really <clears throat> massively unfortunate thing is that the ERA is now at four four one. He went in with an ERA, I think, at 2.63 or something like that. Uh, really awful stuff here but he's definitely entered into the buy low window with this kind of performance Uh, as awful as it is people are going to be maybe hesitant or looking uh, hesitant about him going forward and looking to move on from him so if you have someone in your league who maybe you got a league group chat and someone was griping about Tyler McGill the owner of Tyler McGill most likely go ahead and send him a little bit of a low ball offer and see what you get because today Uh, Is definitely the best day you're going to have to do that. I would imagine this doesn't continue going forward. It was awful, sure. Uh, A couple of long balls definitely didn't help. Uh, Nelson Cruz, Juan Soto, uh, they both hit home runs. This was definitely not him at his best. The underlying numbers all suggest that he'll be fine. And I'm not going to worry too much. Uh, It happens. It happens from time to time. It's definitely something that we're going to keep an eye on, and if he strings a couple of these together in a row, then we are in a little bit of trouble here. But as of right now, I'm not worried about Tyler. I am totally fine um, either trying to buy low on him, or if he's been dropped, then go ahead and use an ad. Because he's too good of a pitcher to be on the waiver wire, and he did get dropped a little bit today. Uh, that was the ugly. Let's, uh, let's maybe go into some brighter news. Uh, probably the best pitching line we saw of the night was from Shane McClanahan. Over seven innings, he did get a no decision, as this game did go into extras. But he went seven strong, struck out 11, only the one walk, and he gave up three hits, throwing exactly 100 pitches. McClanahan is a total stud. He's going to be a Cy Young candidate for years to come in the American League. Uh, I had someone the other day ask about uh, trading Christian Yelich and getting back McC- um, McClanahan, and I said, absolutely, I would do that. Yes, Yelich has been great this last week, but on the whole, I would definitely lean McClanahan there. And he showed us why yesterday yesterday. This was his biggest uh, performance of the night in terms of fantasy points, performance of the year, I should say, uh, bringing in 39.4 fantasy points. And regardless of format last night, he was fantastic. Zach Logue had a very good night as well against Detroit. And we talked about this a little bit on the show yesterday, how it was a potentially all right option, not someone I recommended. But he turned out to have a very nice start here against a fairly weak Detroit team. And that's a, a common theme, right? These bad teams, uh, even if it's not the greatest of pitchers going up against them, they could make for a decent streaming option. So typically, yes, I know the Nationals exploded yesterday, but typically the Nationals, uh, maybe not so much the Diamondbacks anymore. They've actually come out of it a little bit. But the Reds, the Orioles, and even the Reds, you know. Um, Zach Logue, that's pretty much uh, the end of the thought. He had a very good outing, but we're not really going to be doing much there. Uh, Adrian Hauser, my God, another one yesterday who... Your thinking is going to be totally fine. Uh, No problem at all using him against the Reds. And he was really not great. It only ended up being three earned runs, but it was seven total runs on six hits, four walks. Really, really not great, and really not anything I could have uh, foreseen, really. Digging into the advanced numbers, they're all right. They're not great. They're pretty good, though. And against the Reds, I figured we were all right. I figured we were all right to use him there. So I'm sorry for you guys who took my advice and used him there. I used him myself, so we all got burned by it. I was expecting quite a bit more out of him. And these things happen. You saw with Tyler McGill yesterday. We've seen it with Brandon Woodruff earlier in the week. Uh, Those are the ones that come to mind right off the top of my head. You can't always predict what's going to happen here. Uh, It's tough. It sucks. But even against a terrible team like the Reds, you might have great options, or a bad team like the Nationals, a great option like Tyler McGill, and it happens like this. It's terrible, but what are you going to do? We got some really good news if you're a Kansas City fan or a Whit Field uh, fantasy owner. He went three for four yesterday, had two base hits, a home run, scored four times, and stole a base. He had a very complete, full fantasy game, and by far his best game of the year. Not even close. Hopefully, this is what sparks a bit of a turnaround in wit. I mean, I know he's on the wrong side of 30, and he's batting at the bottom of the lineup here at the moment. But we know what he's capable of, right? We know he's a guy who can go for more than 30 steals, hit you a few home runs, and be a very productive overall fantasy player. So hopefully, we get back to the Whit Merrifield we all know and love because this early season uh, incarnation of Whit has definitely not been great. And going three for four yesterday, the average went up to 161. Obviously, not great, but we are very much happy, uh, very happy anyway, with what we saw yesterday out of Whit. Hopefully, we can keep this going. Hopefully this is a sign of things to come for him. I'm not totally sure. Um, If you are a Whit Merrifield owner who's held on and maybe you're not sure and you think this is just a one-off game, maybe try and sell him uh, today. Maybe see if there's any offers you can throw out there today. Maybe you can convince people that there's still hope for Whit Merrifield and he's not a dud. Uh, It's probably not going to happen in most cases, but uh, I I have some leagues that I've played in over the years where people just love to trade. People got itchy trigger fingers. Not everybody's playing in $1,000 buy-in NFBC tournaments or what, whatever have you. Not even $1,000, but hundreds of dollars. tens of, Sometimes you're just playing in free leagues where you love to trade. And we're, we're for those people as much as we are for the people in high-stakes uh, high tournaments. Sometimes it's just for fun. And all the time, really, there should be a fun element. But... There are some people who play strictly for fun where there's no money involved and they like to trade a lot. And in those kind of cases, you can definitely uh, wiggle around a little bit more in terms of your trades. So if you want to try and throw wit in the package today and try and get a little bit of a nicer piece back, today's the day to do it. Kind of like Tyler McGill on the other side. If you want to buy low, today's the day to do it. One thing I'll say in terms of trades that's helped me over the years and it should help you guys, when you send a trade offer, Try not to send it without any comments. It's nice to put a little couple of sentences explaining your reasoning under your trade. Whether you might be BSing the guy and you might be saying, oh, this is happening and that's happening, blah, blah, blah. Even if you're kind of speaking under your rear end, some people really appreciate those couple of lines of explanation or whatever you put in those couple of sentences, whether it be open to counter offers or... Last couple weeks, he's been doing this, that, and the other. That can really go a long way, especially if you're in a league where you don't know all your league mates. If you just send blind trade offers, the easiest thing to do is to just hit decline and not even counter it. It's a very, very common thing. If you do send uh, a couple of words below below your trade offer, the odds of it being accepted are quite a bit higher. So that is something I would always recommend uh, when you're sending out a trade is to just say, hey, so-and-so player A has, over the last couple of weeks, been the 30th ranked player, and your guy been the 78th ranked player, whatever. You know what I mean? Just give it a little, couple of lines to try and persuade the person, because just a straight-up offer with no words under it, a lot of people are just going to be inclined, especially if they don't like the original offer, to just hit the client. There's no counter. That's the end of it. You do yourself a lot of favors by just putting a couple of sentences below your trade offers. A couple more guys we'll talk about from yesterday. Miles Mikolas had a great outing, going seven innings, uh, th- only struck out three, which is kind of kind of annoying. But he only gave with the one earned run and one walk. His ERA on the year is a sparkling one point four nine. And yes, his strikeouts per nine innings are only at six point five nine, which is fairly low. Uh, he's definitely been someone who is worth rostering this year. He's been a great fantasy asset. We saw Ramon Laureano have a little bit of a uh, breakout game here, not. Breakout, but breakout fantasy-wise, especially on the points league side. He returned over 20 fantasy points. He went one for three with a double, but he also walked twice. He scored a couple of runs. Uh, He did drive in a run as well and stole a base. So really nice from Loriano. If he's still sitting on waiver wires, I would go pick him up. He's going to have a ton of playing time in that lineup. That's the major stuff we're going to be looking at here. A couple of Cardinals guys had really nice days um brandon donovan from the bottom of the lineup a couple of doubles a couple of rbis we had paul goldschmidt go two for three with a single a double three rbis and juan yapez two for five with a single and a homer yapez is somebody while he's batting in the middle of this cardinals lineup he's the fourth batter in the lineup there he's got to be on a roster he's got to be um i haven't particularly found him in any of my leagues to be available but uh I'm slightly more competitive leagues, but if you guys are in even just a standard kind of competitive league, there's a couple competitive guys, a couple of not competitive guys, you know, the the general mix, some people pay attention, some people don't pay attention. He's going to be available in a lot of those leagues. Um, His roster percentage is in the high 30s, I think 38% right now uh, on Yahoo anyway. And I think, yeah, uh, he's gotten a hit in every game he's played. He's got massive power potential, and he's batting in the middle of a very good lineup. So he's a no-brainer for me to add right now, to be honest with you. Um, one other thing we'll mention here, Trevor story. First home run as a Red Sox. Hopefully this is a sign of things to come for him. Really awful stuff, and it's kind of cool. Uh, story and Merrifield both hitting their first home runs of the season on the same night. A couple of guys who have both been, well, okay, wit's been a little bit worse, but pretty much equally as bad. Uh, To this point of the year, hopefully they both turn it around going forward here. This is um, hopefully a spark plug for them. Let's look at one or two pieces of news now from yesterday. And we'll start with Christian Yelich hitting for the cycle uh, against the Cincinnati Reds for the third time in his career. He has hit for the cycle three times, all of them against the Reds. He went four for five, scored a couple of runs, uh, drove in three. And he's had a, a really a turnaround season to this point. I'm buying it, but I'm not at the same time. Uh, I think he can definitely be a contributor in your home runs and your steals. That batting average, I don't know. If we're gonna see the old Yelich batting average, which was around 300. Um, I really don't know how to feel too much about him right now. I definitely, I've definitely, he's been great. But going forward, I'm not totally sure what we're gonna get out of him. This is obviously a great run over the last two weeks. He's the third ranked player, but I'm just not sold. I'm just, I think it's maybe the batting average that that scares me a little bit. Uh, that's kind of steadily declined these last couple of years. And <clears throat> yeah, he's still gonna be a, a very good fantasy contributor as the number three hitter on a very good lineup. There's no no question that he'll be all right. Um, I'm just a little worried about some people are going to be overvaluing him now, maybe valuing him as though he is still in that MVP Yelich mode, and I don't think he is anymore. I could be wrong about that, but as of now, uh, I, I'm liking what we're seeing, but I'm not too overly hyped about it. So congratulations on the cycle. That's obviously huge. But I'm not going to be overreacting and, you know, going out and trying to buy him at any cost or anything because it's old Yelich again. Uh, I'm not really going to be too interested uh, there. One other thing, well, not that I'm not too interested. But I'm just, I would worry about in a trade, about giving up a lot for him with the hope that he's still that MVP Christian Yelich. I think he's still a very serviceable, very good fantasy player. But I don't know that I'm going to be giving up someone. He's currently ranked, where is he, 23rd. I'm not going to be giving up someone anywhere in that same kind of range uh, around draft season in exchange for him if you're trying to acquire him. So I'd be very careful about making a trade for Christian. Um, one other thing we'll talk about here in terms of news is the Guardians and the White Sox had to postpone their game yesterday because of a COVID outbreak in the Guardians organization. Yeah, I thought we were done with this too. i um, it's it's oh it sucks it it sucks I hope that we can get out of this pretty quickly. Um, Owen Miller, Cal Quantrill, among others, are on the COVID injured list, and is Terry Francona as well? Yeah, Terry Francona as well with COVID. So the manager and a couple of key pieces there. Uh, I'm not sure about further games being canceled. They don't play today, so they've got a day to figure it out, do a bunch of tests, and maybe we'll see what happens uh, for Friday. Uh, um, they're scheduled to be in Minnesota, so we'll have to see if that game will, in fact, take place. Um, I'm not overly optimistic about it right now if they're worried about an outbreak, but we'll have to just see. Not If I had to guess right now, I'd say there's probably not going to be a game in Minnesota Friday night. But I could be wrong. Yeah, it could happen. Let's take a look at some of the games today. And we have a shorter slate today. Um, first, we have a game being picked up here. I suspended in the fourth inning, the Astros and the Twins. It was 5-1 Astros at the time, and Jose Urkiti was battling Chris Archer. Now, neither of these guys are going to come back out and pitch again. I'm not totally sure who it will be. I'm assuming we'll have more of a bullpen kind of uh, situation for both teams here. And with the way that the game carries over, I'm not even sure you'd be able to add people for this game, depending on your format. Uh, when games get suspended, it makes adding and dropping a little bit more weird in terms of how it'll add your points or your ca- or your categories for, that, for those games. It's a little strange. So I'm not exactly sure if you'd even be allowed to add people for this game. Um, for the second game in the doubleheader, yeah. I'm just not sure how exactly the scoring would work. So I'd be a little bit careful if you're adding... Uh, Any Astros or Twins today? Um, Not too sure about how the pitching will work, but I'm assuming it will be a bullpen day for both teams here. Uh, We have the Mets and the Nationals going up at 1 o'clock, and they're going to get restarted, uh, I believe, 1.10 p.m. uh, Eastern time. I believe 1.10, 1.15. So Taewon Walker and Joanna Doan is going to be the pitching matchup here, and honestly, I'm going to be staying away from both of these guys. I don't think either one of them is worth using an add-on uh, specifically Adone, He's someone you're going to want to be avoiding. <clears throat> the ERA through 28 innings is just a tick under 7. It's 6.99, letting up a lot of base runners. And it's a tough matchup. So overall, there's no chance I'm going to be using him in any format here. Taewon Walker is a little bit more interesting, good matchup. But overall, I think I'm going to be staying away from him as well. Uh, Athletics and Tigers also at 110. Here we have, uh, I think, my preferred streamer of the day, James Caprellian. He, granted, has not pitched a ton this year. And granted, the ERA, if you just look at the surface, really rough. But this is a great matchup. I really like the ballpark, obviously, uh, Detroit pitchers' ballpark. And I'm, I'm thinking that he'll have a very good outing today. So I've added Caprelian in both points and category leagues myself today. And I feel very comfortable telling you guys to do the same. I'm pretty confident in him today. And going forward, not as much, but this is a very good matchup here. Uh, Bo Brisky, I think it's Brisky, Briesk maybe, is pitching for the Tigers. Also not someone I'm going to be really too interested in. And he's been all right this year, but I, I wouldn't use an ad heading into the weekend. You kind of want to save your ads for Saturday and Sunday. So I'm going to be... I'll use an ad on Caprellian uh, as I have. I would be totally comfortable with that. But uh, Briesk, I think it's Briesk. He's not going to be someone I'm too interested in today. The Orioles and the Cards is the next game here. Steven Matz and Brian Baker. So Brian Baker, no, we're not going to be interested here. Uh, it's going to be more of a bullpen game. So he's not going to be someone who is going to go more than an inning or two, most likely. Steven Matz is a little bit more interesting he's a very up or down uh, hit or miss kind of guy this season and the era is above seven to this point he's really not been impressive it is a good matchup and I'm kind of torn a little bit on Stephen Matz here I'd be I'd be fine using him I think though uh, as a stream for today it's kind of a somewhere in the middle for me but overall I would say yeah I'm, I'm pretty okay using him here Uh, This is probably, arguably, the best pitching matchup of the day. Uh, Maybe the second best pitching matchup of the day here. Uh, Luis Garcia and Josh Winder. It's Houston and Minnesota. Both of these guys should be interesting today. Uh, Winder, I've added, specifically, I added him in points leagues because, I'm well, for one, uh, I didn't really need the add in the category leagues that I'm in for the most part. Uh, could use some extra points in one of my ESPN points leagues, so I added Winder. He was still available. Uh, one of them that I'm in, one of my ESPN leagues is a little more shallow. It's only 10 teams, so he was available in that league. I'm very confident, uh, but at the same time, Houston's a very good team. you know. And a lot of times, you just automatically say, yeah, it's a bad team, it's a good matchup. Yeah, it's a good team. It's a bad matchup. So either one of those two um, possibilities. Here, it's a good, good team, and I think it's a pretty good matchup. So a bit of an outlier there, but I think that Wander will do well here today. So I'm all right with using an add on him. He's already been added in a lot of leagues. If, you have, if he's still available on your waiver wire, then I'd be totally fine with going and adding him. Let's keep it going now with the Reds and the Pirates. Connor Overton and JT Brubaker. Yeah, both of these guys I'm going to be staying away from, man. Uh, I pff, The Reds, the last couple of days, their offense has been pretty damn good. They've scored 14 runs, 4 runs, 10 runs, 7 runs, 5, 9. They've been scoring quite a few runs recently. So overall, yeah, it's not a bad matchup, uh, Brubaker. But he's been pretty bad this year. And I'm not really going to trust him against the Reds here. After seeing a couple of very good pitchers struggle against the Reds this week. So no thanks for Brubaker. Connor Overton, interesting to some degree. But overall, uh, I think I'm going to be passing outside of deeper leagues. Or maybe if you're just very desperate for, for pitchers, maybe you don't have a, a weekly ads limit. So go ahead and use him in that kind of case. In most leagues, though, I'm going to be taking a pass. Oh, in most leagues, I don't think you really need to take the chance there. Next game, we have the Royals and the Rangers. John Heasley, uh, is this has he pitched in the majors before? I don't know that he has at uh, at the big le- at, at the big league level in a regular season game. I do remember the name from spring training, but I don't think oh he has had a cup of coffee. He had a cup of coffee last year. He pitched a few games for the Royals. He pitched in three games. Uh, the numbers are not terribly great, so I don't see a need to use him here. The Royals are a bit of a mess. Uh, I I wouldn't see any need in adding him there. Uh, Or his counterpart, Taylor Hearn. He's not somebody who I'm going to be too interested in as well. He has also struggled. Granted, the Royals, yes, um, not been a great team. But I don't see a need in uh, adding Hearn there, so I'm going to be passing. This might be the best matchup of the night for pitchers. It's close. Um, Luis Gill and Dylan Cease. Now, Luis Gill has really struggled uh, in AAA this year so far. His ERA I, is above 9, 9.5 is in that range. So I'm really a little bit curious as to why he is getting the nod here. But, hey, what are you going to do? That's that's what it is. Tough matchup against the White Sox. I'm avoiding Gill. Let him, let him prove it to us first. Dylan Cease, on the other hand, he has proved it to us, and this is Also, a very tough matchup. So, I will be fine with using Dylan Cease here, but this Yankees team has been very good. Um, They just beat down on my Jays a little bit these last couple of games. They have an extremely talented uh, group of batters at the top of that lineup. Between one and five, one and six in the order, they're uh, close to being as dangerous as anybody. So, yeah, I'm using Cease, but I'm also a little cautious uh, about using him at the same time. So the last game of the night here is the Phillies and the Dodgers. It's Zach Wheeler and Tyler Anderson. Now, Zach Wheeler has been on the IL this week. He's had, uh, I think it was COVID. They said it was undisclosed, but he was on the COVID IL. So uh, pretty, pretty clearly COVID or some kind of contact tracing. I'm not sure if he actually had COVID or not, but he's scheduled to appear tonight. I guess there could be some changes depending on what happens throughout the day, but he should be getting the go tonight. Maybe not the greatest place to continue uh, his last couple starts, which have been very good. The Dodgers, obviously tough team. Uh, I feel pretty all right about using him here though. It's maybe a little bit iffy because of the COVID stuff. He's probably not been throwing a ton this last week, but I, overall uh, I feel pretty okay about it while also acknowledging um, the Dodgers are excellent. And like we saw yesterday, anything can happen. So yeah, wheelers should be good to go. Um, don't kill me if something bad does happen, if the Dodgers do get to him a little bit, because we know how good the Dodgers are. But overall, if you draft Zach Wheeler, you're not going to be sitting him most likely in this matchup. And like I usually say, take a look at your week. Take a look at your categories. Take a look how many points you think you're going to need. And see where you're lacking. See where you're okay. And then make your determinations that way. That's the best way to go about it, really. Tyler Anderson is pitching on the other side here for the Dodgers. And, yeah, he's a pretty good stream, a little bit riskier um, than maybe my, my preferred stream is James Caprelian Tyler Anderson's probably number two for today. Uh, so far on the year, he's been very good, but it is a tough matchup against the Phillies. So, yeah, I like him, but at the same time, definitely some risk associated with using an add on him. So I'm fine with using it, but at the same time, uh, if you can get Caprelian, I'd probably aim for him first. Let's take a look at some of the more added and dropped players uh, today. We typically look at Yahoo for our guidance here because I just find that they're a lot more user-friendly than a lot of the other places, uh, specifically ESPN. I don't really like ESPN's uh, fantasy stuff. I've played it for a few years now, and honestly, I don't know that I'm going to do ESPN again next year. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll do a league or two just to stay in the know and keep up to date with that stuff. But overall, I find I find uh, Yahoo to be much better for fantasy. I don't know. Let me know where you guys uh, what's your preferred site for fantasy. Let me know on Twitter if uh, maybe I'll put a question up. On, I'll put a poll up. What's the preferred site for your fantasy? And I think probably Yahoo is would be the preferred for most people. But honestly, I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of curious. Maybe I'll do some research on that afterwards. But. Anyway, let's get into the most added players today. We already talked about a couple of them, uh, a couple of the pitchers who've been added: James Cappelian, Josh Winder, Tyler Anderson. They have been added quite a bit, so um, yeah, they're all good to uh, good, all good to add. Um, I'm just looking at Jordan Hicks here. I th- is Jordan Hicks? I'm seeing some conflicting uh, stuff about the Cardinals starter for today um I've seen I've seen say Jordan Hicks and I've seen uh Stephen Match now so that's a little strange i I'm actually not too sure uh, I hate when this happens when you have multiple different sites telling you different stuff uh Jordan Hicks. Oh, they – okay, so, yeah, I kind of got myself confused there a little bit. Um, It was going to be Jordan Hicks, and now it's Steven Matz. And I kind of got myself uh, confused when I was doing the – when I was looking over the St. Louis game because I remember earlier looking at at Hicks and then seeing Matz before I started recording, and then it didn't really click that it was weird that there was something different there until now – yeah, so on Twitter I was talking about Hicks, but here I've talked about Matt's Really strange stuff, man. I wish that there was a little more uh, uniformity in terms of getting information out to fans, teams, whatever. Um, that's a, kind of my bad there. Um, it will be Matt's, but I, I hate when that happens. You know, the game starts in like, in like an hour and a half. It's, it's really weird to do that to the pitcher. Uh, weird to do it to fantasy managers, fans, people who might have used ads on him. I know they don't—they don't give a crap about fantasy managers, but it's—they uh, could be a little more considerate to the general baseball community, I think. And like I said, they don't care. They—they they don't care about us, and that's fine. But it'd be nice, you know, it'd be nice to be a little bit more considerate. Anyway, so uh, Hicks, I believe, will get the to start tomorrow, and I think it'll be against San Francisco. So that'll be a little bit tougher, obviously, than Baltimore. So, probably not going to be adding him. He's not someone who can really go that deep into ball games. We've only seen him go up to 68 pitches this year and pitch, I think, four and a third was the deepest he got. So, he's not someone I'm going to be interested in for tomorrow. Uh, sorry for getting my signals crossed there, guys. That's my bad. The other guys who are being added quite a bit today, Tyler Anderson, Josh Winder, James Caprellian. Those guys, I feel pretty good about adding all of them. I think they're all good uh, options for today. Juan Yepes, we talked about him already. He's looked very good. And on a per-game basis to this point, he is the 17th-ranked player. And I don't like to use per-game in baseball because I find looking at the fractions, it's kind of annoying. I'm not a big math person. So, you know, you look, he's got .71 runs per game, .29 home runs. Kind of annoying to look at it like that. I would just rather see it that he's 12 of 27, two two home runs, four RBIs. Like, I'd much rather look at it that way. I don't know about you guys, but that is how uh, I definitely prefer it. Those are the major guys who have been added today. Taewon Walker's been added quite a bit as well. We've already looked at him. Brandon Drury's still being added, and I'm totally all right. Like I said, uh, short term, but I've, I very much worry about what's going to happen here. So if you can sell high on Brandon Drury, I'd totally be down for that. Probably not going to be able to do a one-for-one, one, but if you trade Brandon Drury and another piece to get back a bit of a better piece, someone that's you know uh, a rest-of-season guy you know is not going to be dropped. Because Drury... Uh, I feel like he will be dropped uh, quite a bit over the next month or so as he kind of settles back into normal. So if you can make a trade there, if you can package him up, get some value out of it, I would recommend doing that. Jonah Heim still being added quite a bit uh, while Garber is on the I.L. He is he's a totally fine option. He didn't play yesterday. Uh, he's more of a like an every other day guy, but he's a pretty solid catching option there. Uh, let's look at some of the more dropped players and Very typically, it is like uh, pretty much always like this. It's the starters from yesterday who didn't do great. And he's not the most dropped player, but I just want to use this as a reference. So on Yahoo, there's 1,312 leagues at the point of me recording this where Tyler McGill has been dropped today. 1,300 leagues where he is available. So go ahead, look on your waiver wires and see if he's available and go at him if he is. That is all on Tyler McGill. Ryan Pepiot, Pepio, Pepiot, I'm not actually sure. He struggled with his command a little bit. He went three innings, struck out three. Didn't give up any runs, but he walked uh, walked five guys. So I understand him being dropped. It wasn't too bad. If he gets another shot in the rotation, he'll get it against the Diamondbacks next week. So if you want to hold on to him for that, uh, I wouldn't fault you for it. Adrian Houser's been dropped quite a bit. I understand a couple of bad outings against Cincinnati. Totally understandable uh, to move on from him there. No problems. Nick Martinez had... The numbers don't really tell the true story. He was better uh, in the first couple of innings, and I think he struck out the side in the third or the fourth, maybe? I think it was the fourth he struck out the side. The ERA was still rough uh, for the day. It sat at 11.25. He did strike out eight, but I do worry with Nick Martinez, like I said yesterday, that that might have been his last start in the rotation. Maybe they'll try to keep him around, but, I mean, we could be getting to the point where there's seven starters over there in San Diego, so... I'm totally fine with dropping him for now. He's only 11% rostered, so I'm okay with dropping him. Chad Cool got roughed around a little bit, but he did strike out eight Giants, so that is definitely something to think about. He gave up five runs in four and a third. Yes, kind of sucks. Uh, massive strikeout numbers for him are not really characteristic, so if he's able to factor that into his game this year, if he's able to add that element of being more of a strikeout pitcher, then I think he can have some decent value, and I wouldn't be rushing to drop him. Those are the major guys, obviously. um, Pretty much all the guys being dropped are pitchers from yesterday. That's pretty much how it happens. Um, Yeah, Adalberto Modese has been dropped by a lot of leagues as well. I don't know what people were waiting for necessarily there. Uh, I guess they wanted the official announcement that he had surgery on his ACL, which he did. So, uh, yeah. Redraft leagues and maybe even every league you get rid of Mondesi because I don't know how much value the guy's going to have left. Uh, Maybe don't drop him in dynasty leagues. I don't don't play so much dynasty, so I don't really know the scope of where he's valued over there. But I don't think it can be very high. I can't imagine anyway. Those are the major guys. And that will pretty much uh, do it for our show today. Uh, games will be starting pretty soon, so a bit of a shorter show today, and also not as many games to go over for today. So we're going to be coming in just shy of 40 minutes here, uh, a little bit easier to view if you try to squeeze it in before game times. Really appreciate all you guys continuing to show support here. Go ahead and follow on Twitter if you haven't already, at Joe JoeOrico99, that's J-O-E-O-R-R-I-C-O-99, Also, go follow Ethos Fantasy BB if you haven't already. Um, That will be also getting hopefully a little more prolific as the year goes on. We hope to be posting more over there. Hope to get some more baseball people involved in sports ethos uh, beyond just me at this point. So, guys, thank you so much for being here with us. We will wrap up the week tomorrow. Take a look ahead to the weekend. And that is our show. That is it. Go ahead and leave a five-star review at the bottom. If you could... Be so kind. That would be great. And we'll see you here tomorrow. Cheers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger.